Hi, everybody, and good morning. It's a beautiful morning across a great state of Texas. I hope you're having a good day so far, and I'll I'll try to add to that. That's my goal. I'm Neil Sperry. We're going to talk about plants, the plants at your place, the landscape and garden and lawn plants at your place. And yes, they are still alive. I posted something yesterday on Facebook. I said, so excite us. What did I say? Let me go to my Facebook page here. Hang on. Got to move my glass of water and see how I phrased it because um, it really worked. Bring some hope. I said, cheer us up. Show us your best with photos of, of hope that things are, are budding out and getting ready to bloom and all that. And I had, uh, I haven't refreshed this in a couple hours, but 60,000 people reached and 1,500 engagements and something like uh, 650 photographs that people posted of things budding or blooming or surviving that, that nobody thought were going to make it. Just things of joy. And I had uh, several people post, man, this makes me feel better. <laughs> and and that's really true. So gardeners uh, tend to look forward, not backwards. We remember the past so we don't make the same mistakes. Not planting Pittosporum again in North Texas. Uh-uh-uh. I'm probably not planting gardenias again in North Texas. Uh, just things that you learn through life. And uh, yet you, you you learn from those mistakes. So anyway, let's talk about the plants at your place. If I can help you, give us a call. Jared Taylor is running the boards and answering the phones and doing all the stuff that is way above my intellect. It's 888 256 1080 the Texas Lawn and Garden Hour, 888-256-1080. I broadcast to about 30, 33 stations, something like that. In some of those markets, it went to 10 below zero, and in some of those markets, it went to about the equivalent for them, uh, 8 or 10 above zero. I don't think it's gotten uh, as cold as it got uh, three weeks ago in Corpus Christi or Victoria in a long, 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 long time, or Bryan College Station, I grew up there, and I don't remember temperatures in my childhood. Of, I left when I was 19 as cold as it was three weeks ago. So anyway, let's talk about how things are doing now and what we can do with the rest of the spring, which is just now getting underway. 888-256-1080 for the Texas Lawn and Garden Hour. While you're filling up the four phone lines, I'm going to get the program underway by telling folks about my newest book. It is Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. Love to get a copy of it in your hands. That would be my pleasure. I'll be signing books this afternoon and this evening. I have a ton of books to sign. And I'm going to warn you of something here, and that is that I'm probably going to run out of fourth printing books sometime this week. That would be my guess. The fifth printing is ordered. I signed the uh, order uh, for it uh, about a week ago. And uh, we had some had some slowdowns on getting the uh, getting the bid and getting the paper count and paper things chosen. This didn't get word back in a timely manner, and and so as a result, it's going to be a little bit delayed. And so if you want a copy of the fourth printing at a price which now I can tell you right now will be lower than the fifth printing, you probably ought to order it right now. You 
order from my website. It's not in stores and it's not on Amazon, so you don't have to go out looking for it and you don't have to go uh, anywhere else online other than my website, neilsperry.com. This is the best work of my career. It's 11 chapters, 840 of my photos, 344 pages. It's a hardback and it was printed in Texas. Thank heavens for that. It doesn't have to go on a barge and come across the ocean to get here. It'll, uh, it'll, it'll be brought out of the bindery and shipped right to my right to my house frankly and we'll be signing and boxing as soon as i get the fifth printing and i have all remaining copies in my possession right now i'll be signing them and putting them in boxes taking them to the post office as quickly as i can do that monday and tuesday of next week neil spray's lone star gardening it's 34.95 plus tax and postage while these copies remain chapter one is the basics of gardening in texas things you have to know to get started chapter two is that calendar telling you when to plant prune fertilize and spray all the plants in your landscape and garden 48 pages of when to get all the important tasks done uh, chapters 3 through 11 cover trees shrubs vines ground covers annuals perennials lawns fruit and vegetables in comprehensive detail it's all in there and it's waiting for you satisfaction is guaranteed or i'll give you every penny that you have spent on the book i've uh, sold now the sixty thousand copies that we have printed and i've not been asked to refund on any one of them so i know you'll be satisfied again not in stores and not on amazon you can buy it from my website that would be by far the safest way to do it now since we're running low that's at neilsperry.com n-e-i-l-s-p-e-r-r-y.com if you just don't buy things online you can also call my office monday through friday 800-752-GROW 800-752-4769 but the better way by far is to order it right now at n-e-i-l-s-p-e-r-r-y dot com when people think of Mueller, they think of quality steel buildings and they think of durable metal roofing. But that name Mueller means so much more. It means you'll have a product manufactured by Mueller, including in-house engineers, to help design the building of your dreams. It means you'll have a company in business for more than, well, it's almost 90 years now standing behind your warranty. And it means you'll get tons of added value like roofing site visits, also, forklift delivery and a Mueller assurance team that's ready to help you along the way. And Mueller is on the cutting edge, designing and manufacturing new products, like their greenhouses and standing seam roofing panels. If you, can, if you want to find out more about Mueller products, go to MuellerInc.com, M-U-E-L-L-E-R-I-N-C.com, or give them a call at 877-2-MUELLER. That's 877-268-3553. Or stop by one of their 33 locations. That's MuellerInc.com, M-U-E-L-L-E-R-I-N-C.com. Mueller means more. I'll have more after this message. Thank you, my friend of many, many years, Kelly Robinson. Folks, you're going to have to call. I know a lot of people are out working in the yards. A lot of people are in nurseries. Oh, you got to know how excited nurserymen are to have a beautiful day like this. Um, and uh, so let me give you the number again, and let's uh, get some calls rolling. We need a little starter solution here for the sourdough. It's 888-256-1080. 
the Texas Lawn and Garden Hour, 888-256-1080. I've been around this block before, and I know how people operate on a beautiful day in the spring. 888-256-1080. I will tell you a couple things that I have observed this week. Uh, in working in my own garden, and that is that things are beginning to bud out again. Uh, It really would be better, uh, as you're beginning to prune, if you could wait another week or two on shrubs to let them tell you how far uh, back you need to prune them or if you need to prune them at all. There is no way yet, for example, to tell at all about pruning of uh, crepe myrtles. They have not offered to leaf out yet. Now, maybe in uh, Corpus and Victoria they have. I I can't speak to that, but until they start to put out leaves either uh, up and down their stems, which is what the South Texas gardeners will see first, or whether they send out new shoots from down at the ground line, you don't know. If they begin to put out a lot of new shoots from ground line, you know that they've had freeze damage up above. But let crepe myrtles go for a while. Please, please make no judgments on them for another two or three or four weeks. Uh, in North Texas, even longer than that, maybe into April. But we're seeing a lot of new growth on loripedalums and and others. I'm really worried about Indian hawthorns all across the state. I, I had have had a lot of photos sent to me uh, that uh, look like Indian hawthorns were really beaten up by the cold. Um, Pittosporums as well. Uh, other plants are really rebounding. So let them tell you. One plant that only one person has asked me about, and I think there will be more, especially in the northern half of the state, is Texas sage. It was gray before the cold weather rolled in, and it is gray now. I think the difference is if you go out and brush it, if you're in the northern half, you may find that it's very crispy. And if that's the case, it it may have frozen. I had a good friend, Benny Simpson, the late Benny Simpson, who did a lot of research on Sinisa. And... um, he lost a whole crop to a cold spell. That's probably 83, 84, that extended spell. Um, and it, that was at the Texas A&M Center in Dallas. And it's just not able to handle long cold spells in north-central Texas, So, which is why it's native in the San Antonio Uvalde area. Anyway, now the lines are filling. That's great. Let's go to Brenda in San Angelo. Brenda, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm wonderful. How can I help you? Well, um, I bought um, about 12 years ago a plum tree. I bought it mainly for the burgundy foliage um, to add some uh, character to the yard. And and it's done great for years. And then uh, last May uh, here in San Angelo, we had very significant hailstorm, uh, four and five inch hail. And it lost all of its leaves. They never came back. And uh, usually they're the first to start blooming February or March here. And um, looking on the bark now, um, there's just splits all in the bark. And um, I don't know if I've lost it or if it's a wait and see. Well, I would certainly not make any judgment at this point uh, in early March. I would wait at least until the 1st of April. Plums are usually the very first things to bud out. This year has been so atypical with the the extreme freeze. Everything is behind schedule. All the early flowering trees are behind schedule. South Texas, you're not South Texas, but people in South Texas are saying, well, they're they're blooming, they're blooming, you know. But folks in the northern half of the state, which certainly includes San Angelo, uh, things are not that far uh, 
along. And so wait another two or three weeks before you pass judgment. However, having said that, uh, the purple leaf plums of various sorts, there are several varieties, uh, I, I'm going to break your heart by saying they probably have the shortest life expectancy of any of our trees uh, be because of peach tree borers and because of bacterial stem canker. Those two, uh, well, insect and disease problems, um, just I'd say the average life expectancy of those trees is probably less than 10 years. Uh-oh. Yeah, and, and so we plant them kind of, you know, we, we plant petunias because we love the color they give us for three or four months, two or three months. And we plant uh, periwinkles because he gives five months of color. Mm -hmm. And we plant purpley plums because they give us eight years of color. <laughs> so it's all relative. And it's okay. just, a, it, that's, I think that may be what happened. The hail certainly didn't help. But, uh, but I think probably it's, my guess would be that you're, you're needing to move on to something else. I think so, because there's really deep splits in, uh, on coming from the limbs in the bark. Yeah, that's pretty good indication. The bark will probably start peeling uh, sometime this spring, and just from age and weathering. And so I would, I would guess that it's probably gone. But I'd, I'd wait another, another couple of weeks. You'll know. If it doesn't bud out, then obviously it's not going to be growing. That's true. Yeah. Right. Hey, I appreciate your call. I love your city. Um, I do too. Most of the time. <laughs> yeah, I understand. Have a good day. Right. Thank you, Brenda. Thank you. Let's go to Leland on the other side of Texas in Crockett. Leland, this is Neil. Good morning. Well, Neil, it's actually Leon. Leon, that's close. Not no bananas, but that's that's close. How can you I help you? You don't remember me, do you? Uh, well, that's always an awkward thing to answer. Lynn help and me. I used to serve on the state school board together. Oh, I do. And I, I understand about Crockett and I understand about Madisonville. There, there you go. go. I, I own both the stations, and we carry your program every week. And matter See, I do I, remember you because nobody else would have associated Madisonville with you so quickly. <laughs> there you go. That's exactly right. I will anyway, tell them. You'll say we carry your weekly program and your daily program. Thank you. Thank, oh, I hope you're there. Are you still there? Oh. He uh, was one of my my friend my wife's dear friends on the Texas Association of School Boards Board of Trustees, and they were they worked together in Austin. Um, Jared, when he calls back, I know he will move him to the top of the list, if you will. Let me go ahead and take a break, and we'll get him back on. He deserves that because he waited a good while, and I'll help him. He had a he, he had a question on uh, shrubs in uh, in Crockett. Is he he's not there now, right? All right, I'm not hearing anything out of Jared either, so I begin to feel kind of lonely. <laughs> okay, let me tell you about Neil Sperry's eGardens. Neil Sperry's eGardens is my free electronic newsletter that we put out every Thursday, just a little after 6 p.m., and uh, it is uh, it is a five-story newsletter. I wanted it to look kind of like when you open up your email and you see it, and you say, you know, that looks like a garden section out of the newspaper. That was my goal. One of the stories will always be a featured plant of the week. One of my uh, stories will always be a... Um, uh, a gardening question of the week. A lot of those recently have been uh, to do with the uh, uh, 
uh, with the uh, uh, with the freeze damage, of course. Um, one of them will always be gardening this weekend, where I point out the things that you need to be doing this weekend. And I'm trying now to move a little bit beyond just freeze damage and all of that. And then another story or two. Diane Sitton has a wonderful story on Whirly Gigs coming up in the next issue of eGardens. It's free and it always will be. I will not spam you. I don't give or sell your email address to anybody. And so as a result, it uh, it is something I think you will just flat out enjoy. Niels Perry's eGardens. You can see what it looks like by going to my website. There's a tab that says eGardens. That's where you sign up for it. And it's also where you can see the most recent issue of eGardens. The one that was released just uh, 36 hours or so ago. Niels Perry's eGardens at neilsperry.com. N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com. Niels Perry's eGardens. Please sign up for it. Join the other 70,000 people who look for it regularly. Niels Perry's eGardens at neilsperry.com. I'll be back with more right after these messages. All right, Kelly, thank you very, very much. I'm going to uh, I'm going to be taking my headphones off just a second. You'll hear a little rumbling. Bear with me on this while we make a transfer here. Hello, Leon. How are you? I am doing great. How are you? Is this Lynn? <laughs> this is Lynn, yeah. Long time no see, no hear. I know it. I know it. I hate to say that, but, yeah, we kind of, go our separate ways and sometimes we don't get back together so but it's good to talk with you and it's good to talk to, with neil this morning well thank you and good to hear from you and i hope you're doing well everybody's healthy and survived the pandemic so far valerie and i are both well and and uh, everything is is great we've had first rounds of shots we got another one coming up next week so super we've been, we've been very very blessed well that's great well i'll give you back to neil and great to hear from you take care you too. Thank you. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, that was a nice surprise. That really was. That, yeah. I, had, I had no idea. I, I'm afraid I couldn't get Valerie probably to come to the <laughs> station like that. Well, there's no station. This is at my desk at home. We. Uh, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm working off an ISDN line, Leon, and uh, I'm not sure how much longer that's going to continue, but we had it wired in in 2010. I broadcast from home all of that time. I had Vertigo uh -huh. for a couple of years, and, and uh, that was the only way I could do my program. And uh, I don't know that Lynn told you. I don't think she did, but she is still on the McKinney board, 38 years now. Oh, goodness gracious. She is. No. I, I, think, I think there are two or three other people in the, in the state that have been on the school board that long. In their, well, that is in outstanding. Their districts. Yeah, she's quite a servant. Yeah. So, this city, she is the hero in this town. How can I help you this morning? Well, let me just let me just make one other comment. Whenever we got disconnected a moment ago, mm -hmm. that's called live radio. Isn't it's, it, though? It's, it's, it's not <laughs> recorded. You can't go in and edit anything out. It's live radio, which is what I enjoy so much. I love it. I never dreamed when I, I grew up in Bryan listening to, to – uh, to KORA at that time and, mm -hmm. and thinking, you know, this is a great way to make a living. I, I, mm -hmm. I want to do that sometime, and I never dreamed I'd get to. So, haven't, anyway. worked a day, haven't worked a day in our lives. Well, yeah, there have been those days. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How can I help you? Well, listen, I've, I've got some shrubs here in our house, and they're about four foot tall, and they have kind of turned a brown, bronzy color, and the leaves are, are kind of getting brittle. 
And I'm just wondering, is there anything that can be done with that? Do I need to cut them back, or do I just need to wait and see if they come back and then not just dig them up and replace them? You need to wait and see. It would help me answer you if I knew what they were. You don't know what the plants are. I, I don't know. I, I know that I've got some hollies now, and the hollies seem hollies to be, be bright fine. green. Yeah, yeah they'll yeah, be fine. fine. But uh, I, I these, think you're, you're seeing are, why I'm a holly fanatic, because yeah. nothing happens to them. These are I would, stuff, these yeah, are fairly I, small leaves, and they're about four foot tall. Of course, you know we trim them back, so I'm sure they'd be bigger than that. But they're kind of small leaves, um, not much bigger than like the holly leaf. Leon, what I have been telling people, and what the nursery industry is telling all of their customers, is wait until late March. If a plant has not committed either, it's kind of like I well, you were madly trying to dial back in. But what I was telling folks is if a plant has not offered to regrow either up on its branches or by sending up new sprouts from the root system by the end of March, then it's gone. Um, most of the most of the plants that we have are leafing out again already. It, it's amazing how quickly they can turn. And, and, and that post I put on Facebook yesterday where I invited people, come on, brighten our days a little bit, show us what's happening at your house. And all of these posts, the, the 400, 500 photographs that people posted on my Facebook page showing uh, red buds with buds showing and showing, and, and we would expect that, but showing plants that we thought we had lost budding back out again. It's just, mm -hmm. it brought joy to our hearts to see that. And, and I think another week or two, and we'll see a lot of that going on. So I'd wait, I'd wait until probably uh, at, at least the, the last week of March. Okay. All right. I am so glad to hear from you. This is exciting. Same, same here also. We need to get together sometime. I would love that. I would love that a lot. Well, you take care and take care of East Texas for us. And you as well, and I enjoy your show. Keep up the good work. Well, thanks for carrying it on, on both stations. All you right. Be well. Bye -bye. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Mm -hmm. All right. Let's go to Sean in Abilene. Sean, this is Neil as we hopscotch back and forth across Texas. How may I help you, sir? Well, I have a specific question uh, first about uh, Asian jasmine where – um, the, the ground cover, I've got, uh, uh, probably a, a long patch of six to seven feet by 40 feet or so as a border. And it actually, I'm not worried about it making it, but, um, it, it seems to indicate rather obviously what, what is dead and what is not. Um, I've actually gone probably four or five years without trimming it at all. So it's, you know, it's higher than most people's. Um, you know, eight inches or so. So I, I was wondering if I could go ahead and cut that in half. Um, Absolutely, you can cut it, you can it. it 80% if you want to because uh, it's probably going to come back from the roots way down low on the stems. This would okay. be the time to take it way back if you want to. I've cut mine. We live outside Dallas in McKinney, and uh, I've cut mine back to about an inch and a half. Uh, if you if you take the the eGardens newsletter that I mentioned a moment ago, um, the, one of the stories that I wrote was comparing uh, Asian jasmine and purple winter creeper euonymus. I said, which of these do you prefer? And I showed the two, and I showed them in my own yard, and I said, which would you be planting now? And and I pointed out that for the last 25 years. Uh, any place in my yard and on any landscape that I'm helping somebody with, 
I no longer recommend Asian jasmine. I use purple winter creeper because it the, the, the two plants are almost interchangeable in how they how they look, how they grow. Uh, not so much the glossy leaves of the Asian jasmine, but in how they grow, except the purple winter creeper will survive winters in Chicago. <laughs> Asian jasmine, oh. not so much. And uh, uh, and and I love that, that purple uh, color, the, the reddish purple color of the winter creeper in the winter and the dark green in the summer. So, okay. you know, if you ever put another bed in somewhere, consider that one. It's so durable. But yeah. uh, you you can certainly trim it. You can mow it, or purple, you can use a purple winter creeper. Okay. Purple winter creeper euonymus. If you if you okay. go to my website, you can see that for the next three or four days that that story will remain there until we put another e gardens out, and then it gets wiped out by the next one. But you okay. can see that you can see the comparison of the two ground covers. It's uh, neilsperry.com and then e gardens. Okay. My second question has to do with uh, the fertilizer. So I. I did the uh, pre-emergent a little later than I normally do, so I didn't get it done till uh, a week ago. So I'm, I'm late to the show. You're but, not. You're uh, early. Okay. It, it shouldn't in uh, in Abilene. It should be done probably a week from now. Oh, yeah. It's it's okay to be a little okay. bit early, but you're certainly not late. I always did that the last couple of weeks of February. That's too early for where oh, you are. Okay. You need to okay, put another gotcha. application out 90 days later, and that makes that application kind of early. That exposes you at the other end of the of the season. I but see. you're okay. You're all right. Keep so going. Well, then, then my follow-up question was, um, I, I always wait just a little bit and then do the uh, fertilizer in my beds uh, where I have no grass, uh, trees and shrubs and, and that kind of thing. Um, and so what would be the timing on that since I thought I was late on the pre-emergent? Uh Fertilizing uh, shrubs and perennials, is that what you're talking about? Well, and, and trees. I've got live oaks. I've got uh, Pride of Houston yopons uh, and the Asian jasmine. Um, all, all of those could be fertilized in mid-March. Turf grass in Abilene, uh, Dallas, uh, Texarkana, uh, San Angelo. Turf grass should be fertilized no sooner than April 1st. Uh, south in in Austin, Bryan College Station, maybe the twentieth of March. But okay. but you could go ahead and fertilize beds uh, uh, now. I would not worry about fertilizing your trees this early. If the if the okay. trees are in turf areas, I would not fertilize the trees specifically. No, no, it's a lot rather large beds with. All right. Uh, when I say large, they're the size of my house. Uh, this is this is with... not uh, this is not that precise. If you want to do it okay. now, that's fine. Gotcha. I just wouldn't fertilize okay. turf grass yet. Okay. And right. so normally, then, I would be looking at the first week of March for pre-emergent and the middle of March for my fertilizer for those. In, Ab- in Abilene, beds. you would right. be wa- looking at the middle of March for your pre-emergent in a normal year, whatever that is. Oh, okay. All right. Thank All you. All right. Appreciate your call. Yeah. The uh, book that I mentioned, um, I'm about to do an ad for the book. I'm going to do it right now. The book that I mentioned would have exactly what he wants. Page uh, Chapter 2 is the 48-page calendar. The second month of that, February, the third month of that, March, will tell you when to plant, prune, fertilize, and protect. And protect means spray or put out granules or whatever. And it's right there. It tells you when to put out pre-emergent weed killers. 
the turf, the lawn chapter tells you when to put out pre-emergent weed killers. It's all right there for you. All you have to do is look at those in the book. It will tell you. Actually, so does my electronic newsletter, eGardens. It'll tell you. I put that information out for you, and I'll, I'll tell you that way. So the information is available to you. Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. I'm going to warn you again, if you just tuned in, I'm going to run out of books in the fourth printing sometime this week. The fourth printing has not lasted a whole year. Um, had a snafu with the, the printer and the paper company, and paper wasn't available when we got ready to make the order. I, I don't know how it happened. I couldn't get the bid and die. I'm not throwing people under the bus. Anyway, it's going to be a delay of about three or four weeks. Sounds like last year all over again. That was the pandemic. Now it's paper. So if you want a copy, you need to get it ordered right away. I have a few hundred copies left. I'll be signing tonight, tomorrow, and Monday. We'll get them in the mail. It will be it's 34.95 plus tax and postage. The fifth printing will be more. I know it's going to be more. And so if you want to save, you'll order now and you'll get your copy next week. Otherwise, it's going to be a delay. So there is there is what I can present to you. 11 chapters. Chapter 1 is the basics that you have to know to get started in gardening in Texas, about soils, about climate, about hardiness zones, all that. Chapter 2 is that calendar that's invaluable. Chapters 3 through 11 are trees, shrubs, vines, ground covers, annuals, perennials, lawns, fruit, and vegetables. 344 pages, 840 of my photographs. There will be almost no changes. Uh, there are cover changes, things on the front cover and back cover, and uh, one change internally within the book. Um, and that's it. So if you'd like to get it, get it now. $34.95, satisfaction guaranteed. I sign every copy as it sells. I have not been asked to refund one penny on any of the 60,000 copies we've sold. Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening, not on Amazon, not in stores. It's available at neilsperry.com, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. Or you can call my office Monday through Friday, but don't delay. It's 800-752-GROW, 800-752-4769, but by far the better way and the assured way is to order it from my website at n-e-i-l-s-p-e-r-r-y dot com. More after these messages. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Let's, uh, we've got a lot of calls. I'm going to have to move quickly, so please uh, help me with that. Let's go to Mark in Alpine. Mark, this is Neil. Good morning. Really appreciate your show. Thank you. I got you. two quick ones. About a three-gallon, six-foot peach tree, putting it in, and figure I better pinch all the blooms off and not try to make peaches this year. That's correct. And then the other one was trying to get grass growing at dust control, and I'm guessing coastal Bermuda, and when's the optimal time to try to get any kind of something to keep dust down? All right, and where is this grass going to be planted? Is it a home lawn? Open, full sun. Open, full sun, yeah. Just Home lawn? Yeah. Yeah, but you don't want not to water the desert. I'd rather not put rocks. No, but no, Mark, hang on, hang on. You do not want coastal Bermuda for a home lawn. It's way too coarse, way too tall. You you would not want that. Uh, you you'd want probably just common Bermuda or one of the common Bermuda hybrids. And okay, and 
they will do the same thing as coastal but be a lot more manageable. The time to plant them would be uh, late April or May when the soil has warmed a good bit. You going to do it from seed or from sod? I was hoping seed. All right, seed you will have to water to get it started and get it established. You'll have to water it pretty carefully for the first uh, uh, first uh, two or three months to get it established and get the roots down. Uh, you would have to do some of that with sod also, of course, but uh, you have a much bigger margin of error with sod. But sod's going to be hard to come by in Alpine. Sod may be hard to come by everywhere this year because of the, the freeze damage to St. Augustine. Uh, possible freeze damage but uh, uh, that's a that's a great task for may by then it's warm in uh, in the mountains and and i would do that uh, as far as your peach tree go ahead and plant it uh, you need to look at texas a&m the fact sheet on uh, on peaches and i'm going to give you that fact sheet number um, so you can look at it but you'll notice that it will tell you to cut it to 24 inches and that's going to take care of pinching off all of the uh, uh, all of the uh, buds, you're not going to have to do that because you're going to be cutting it back to 24 inches to force it to make branches. You want scaffold branches. The uh, fact sheet number that you want is EHT, like Edward Henry Tom, dash uh, 022. EHT-022. It's called Peaches. It's a fact sheet written by three outstanding, uh, three outstanding fruit specialists with Texas A&M, and it'll tell you everything about raising peaches. And but the critical thing is when you plant it, you must prune it to 24 inches. That'll do that it. was way more, way more aggressive than I thought, but that, that's good info. It has to be done. If you don't do it, then your tree will be misshapen. You'll have very weak branching, and it will split from the, from the load of the fruit in years to come. It has to, you have to have that scaffold branching. Look up, uh, look up peach tree scaffold branching, any university you want to, and you'll see that that's exactly how it's done. I got to run. I appreciate your call. Thanks. Thank appreciate you. You, you bet. You bet. Thank you. Uh, let's see. Let me get my last break out of the way, and then we have Sharon in Cherokee County, Bill in Aransas Pass. We have been all over the Texas map. I love this program. Thank you. My website is neilsperry.com. That's where you buy my book, Neil Sperry's Lone Star. Star Gardening. That's the only place you can buy it. It's not in stores, not on Amazon. That's where you sign up for my free electronic newsletter, Neil Sperry's eGardens. That's also where you uh, find my 1001 Frequently Asked Questions and a lot of other great information. I hope you'll go there right now and take a look around. It's N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com, neilsperry.com, and... Uh, You'll find it to be very, very useful. Seems like these days, temporary storage facilities are on every street corner, but let's do a little bit of math. For what you're paying in yearly costs for that storage room, you could own your own metal storage building right in your own backyard. That's with a Mueller Backyard Building. Their backyard building kits are easy to assemble with bolt-together design, and they're priced right. You keep your stuff at home, and you're not throwing money away by leasing storage. Their kits come in a variety of sizes with more than 30 colors from which to choose, adding style to your storage space. And if you need a larger storage solution, Mueller's pre-engineered standard series buildings can accommodate almost any need. 
Whether it's a smaller place for a lawnmower, a place for cars, boats, or even an RV, you can have peace of mind that a Mueller metal building will protect those treasures at a reasonable price. See all the options at MuellerInc.com or give them a call at 877-2-MUELLER, M-U-E-L-L-E-R. To find a location near you, that's 877-268-3553. Mueller, made in America and made to last. MuellerInc.com. I have more after this message. Thank you, Kelly, very, very much. Appreciate that. Let's uh, go back to the phone lines. And I'm typing something in, doing just a little bit of fact-checking. Um... Let me uh, help you any way I can. Uh, I hope you will join me on my uh, Facebook page. That's what I was going to invite you to. It's just my name, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y. And uh, my website is neilsperry.com. So those two things are available to you. There's a lot of activity on my Facebook page. The one thing I would ask is please don't post a photo and say, is this going to survive or not? Uh, Because um, after many hundreds of those... Um, the, the best thing is just wait and see, and the plant's going to tell you within a week or two, but I do want you there, and I do a lot of garden tips on my Facebook page where I try to keep everybody up to date. There are days that I'll post four or five, you know, with the live oaks. I've been posting things all along, say, don't worry, they're going to be fine. They just got quick frozen, flash frozen. They're going to be back, and uh, sure enough, they're dropping their leaves and they're going to come right back and same with so many things let's go to sharon in cherokee county sharon this is neil good morning good morning how may Uh, i help you well i have a lady banks rose and the winter last year wasn't like it was this year but i do i need to prune that lady banks i understand they bloom on old wood yes they do the uh, pruning that you would do to a lady banksia rose would be done right after it blooms or right after it should have bloomed. And uh, that's what I always tell people with all of the spring flowering vines. So a wisteria would get the same answer. If it doesn't okay. bloom, you prune it right after it should have bloomed. And so this year with lady banksia, uh, let's assume that there's no freeze damage. Then let it go ahead and bloom and then then reshape it at that point. Uh, sometimes they can be very, very big they get huge and we have to keep them in control and and so that pruning would be done uh mid to late april right after it finishes flowering and because they only bloom one time they bloom on on growth that they made the prior year i know um i'm concerned because uh, out here outside of rusk i got six inches just over six inches of snow in my yard and She's on a trellis on the side of a open carport, and I'm concerned that she's got a lot of freeze damage. Can I? I, I have no way of knowing. We won't know until it tries to to leaf out. That's that's why I'm saying we need to wait until late late March, another two or three weeks, and we'll know. It's it's okay. just it's too big a state to know that for all the plants in all the areas, and the. The, what the nursery industry has adopted is the word patience. We need to be patient before we start pruning things. There are some plants we know are not going to come back. I, I know that pittosporums, if they froze, they do not come back. It's just their nature. Um, 
I, I made another post yesterday on my Facebook page. Anybody who's on Facebook, I really want you to see this one. A lady in San Antonio said, here are three psychids, three sago palms. Uh, the one on the right had frost cloth over it. The other two also had frost cloth, but it blew off. And look at the difference. Well, it is night and day. Those are frozen. The one on the right is not. And frost cloth, people posted dozens of photos of plants that were saved with frost cloth. I had pittosporum in my landscape. I, I will never plant another one, but I have pittosporum in my landscape covered with frost cloth, clear to the ground and tightened to the ground, and they're fine, absolutely fine. It makes a difference of, I used to say 7 or 8 degrees, it made a difference of 20 degrees this year, and the same was what people reported all over Texas. So that's something we can do. But other than that, I can't help with plants. Is it going to survive or not? It's a question I've answered probably 500 times in the last two weeks, and we just don't know until we until we uh, wait a little longer. So oh. I, I wish I could help you, Sharon. Bill in Aransas no. Pass, I can't get to you. If you want to, if you'll post on my Facebook page, or if you'll, I have another program coming up in an hour. Uh, look at my website, and it'll tell you the number for that one. I'd be happy to help you. I'm sorry I didn't get to you, Bill. I'm really sorry. Folks, thanks for listening. Until next week, happy gardening.